stuff too. And people have sampled that song yeah. all over the place. Oh, for yeah. sure. No. I think they've even sampled. I think people have even sampled him saying "cocaine's a hell of a drug." From oh, I'm Dave sure. I guarantee, show, sure. I guarantee there is EDM out there. Oh, there's definitely- artists that oh, have that drop. Boom, 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 boom. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Boom, 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 boom. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting to my left, E-Man Bates. The P.I.P., that is me, and we are at... uh, Yeah, man. <laughs> I, drew, I had a brain fart at there, guys. We are at Stack Garden for episode 140. <laughs> is it 140? Is it 139 or 140? I don't remember. I, lost I, don't remember. I think it's one. I think it's 140. <laughs> I've had a lot going on today, guys. So, <laughs> I, I'm, let's just say it's 140 for now. I'll edit it if, uh, if not. But yeah. Hey, so episode 140 coming at you. And yeah, we are live from Stack Garden. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Frost for having us back. Uh, yeah, man. I think this is going to be a nice little new home for us to get some, uh, episodes, at least with the guests and stuff on to have a nice little spot to come out and do it. It switches it up a little bit, right? That's what I like about it. I like this, like this, uh, purple velvety chair that we're sitting in. That's kind of nice. We got the the Prince purple going on here (laughs) with the... But anyways, that song that I just started the podcast off with tonight is a song called Demons Mind Gone by an artist named Jalen Frazier, who is the guest here on our podcast tonight. So welcome to the show, Jalen. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Appreciate it. So I guess before we get into it, obviously we do this segment where we introduce a beverage on the show here. Um, I have plenty of questions, but we'll crack these drinks first. Um, The one that I have, because I'm still on my no alcohol kick here, is called uh, Little Spirits. And Little Spirits is a non-alcoholic brand here, and I'll give you a little bit, a short backstory on them. It says Little Saints was, uh, or Little, I said Little Spirits, didn't I? Little Saints. Little Saints. Little Saints was born during the pandemic as an antidote to my drinking too much alcohol and feeling terrible about it. <laughs> <laughs> Having spent pretty much my entire adult life as a cocktail enthusiast, I ignored the initial signs that alcohol was doing more harm than good to my body and my mind. Without access to any options for more interesting than a sparkling water with lime, it was hard to convince myself to make better choices while on my own or out with friends. So I set out on a quest to create my own solution, a transformative non-alcoholic drink that would taste like a cocktail but have uplifting functional benefits and mostly important of all, make everyone smile. But Yeah, so I guess the stuff that this is made out of, they have CBD is in it. Um, they have a, a certain kind of mushroom and then they have botanical terpenes in there too. So I'm kind of excited Dude, to try this stuff. It's supposed terpenes. to be like a ginger mule. Yeah, man. So, you know, like 
coming from you know that's a big thing and that's what gives like cannabis it's uh, flavors aromas. right almost yeah yeah yep. so that's pretty cool so i'm excited to try this what do you got e-man so what i'm rocking over here i have the uh the cold style from our friends over at fair state brewing uh we have a german style everyday beer golden crispy and refreshing so it is a coach style so you can't say it's actually a true coach because it's not from cologne germany fun fact i think i've talked about that like a hundred times on this podcast yeah. before but yeah cold style is a nice coast uh, style ale brewed in collaboration with our friends at saint elmo brewing in austin texas they make a heck of a coach style themselves and so we figured that we want to do it right we asked the people who know how cold style is a crisp bright and probably more hoppy than european forebears but like in a polite fun way fermented on the cool side and lagered cold it sports a wisp of fruity esters that serves to only enhance your enjoyment stay cold all summer with cold style even though it is the winter so yeah and then what you got it, uh, the one for his description as well, the one that Jalen's drinking? You know, they didn't come with a description okay. on the tap for that one, but he over here, actually, if you want to induce your own beer, yeah, you can go for is, it, man. This is by Fat Orange Cat. Uh, you had me at Meow. It's, you know, I ain't too up on, you know, <laughs> but it's fire, though. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you like it, at yeah, least. Yeah. <laughs> what it, the description says, uh, papaya, tahini, lime, and Alfonso. I don't even know what the hell Alfonso mango is. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Jalen's before the podcast fancy. said it sounded like an R&B right. singer. It, does. <laughs> it sounds like some, I could see him have a collaboration with Tevin Campbell or something <laughs> yeah, like that. For yeah. sure. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so while we sip on Elise, I kind of wanted to get into a little bit of a backstory here with you, Jalen. Um, obviously, I'm new to you, but I have become a fast fan, I would say. Um, and I think I got hip to you by seeing uh, your manager, Pat, post um, a clip of one of your songs. On, is he your manager? No, he's just... Uh, just Or just a friend or just something? Just a friend. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just a friend. So I had saw Pat um, post, um, I think, a clip of... It was the one that we just played, okay. actually, the new song. And I was like, wow. That shit is sweet. Appreciate so that, that's how I kind of got hip to your yeah. uh, stuff. But Shout out to Pat313, by the yeah, way. Pat's real cool, yeah. man. Yeah, sure. we've him and I have never actually met Pat. We, I have. They, we follow, oh, have you met yeah, Pat? I've I was going to say, I've never met him. We follow each other on Instagram, yeah. but we've never actually met in person. But I've seen him like in the crowd of hip-hop shows that I go to and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we shout went, out to him. We saw, like, I met him, him and Isaac were at the far side, I want to say. That's yeah, they were there, but I didn't talk to him. Oh, yeah, I went up to say what Oh, you were That was the time I met him. Gotcha. Cool. But um, yeah, so give us a little backstory about I kind of I'm always curious to what brought people to music in the first place. So mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to start there. Like, with What you. makes you tick, Jalen? We really yeah. want to know, like, because I love the music. I love the production style you got yeah. going. So like what made you get into music? Music. Uh, it's always kind of been like a part of my life, you know, like just as a kid, my dad playing, you know, Stevie and cameo and the, the old, you know, the old music. And then. Um, I just always felt like I had a special connection to it. Like even like just how I digested music was just always different. Like I felt like I was able to just really live with it. Like it really like the music I listen to, like it kind of like emotion, like it gives me emotion. It helps me like get through the day. So I think it's just always been something that it's been there. It's been there for me and just kind of developed my own 
style and wanting to do music and that's really just how it kind of came about just how did you figure out though that you had bars because like it's one thing to be into music and there's another to discover well, that you have the talent to rap <laughs> i feel like i mean when i first started you know it was like i was sending like a lot of raps to my homies and stuff and just kind of build confidence from there like i didn't really go into it thinking like oh i can be like i could do this for a living or i could do this you know when i get older but it was just kind of like therapeutic and through repetition i think that's when it kind of became something mm -hmm. how long have you been making music for honestly i remember i probably recorded my first verse maybe like in like sixth grade that's awesome so okay. and i've been been writing on and off probably since then how old are you now 28 okay 28 nice. yeah so i got a little while in <laughs> so what um i guess like style wise like what do you kind of go for i guess in a way because i like when i hear your music it gives me one feeling but i always like to hear the artists like you know like what like what influences you to make like a certain song you know yeah um a lot of the times when i'm just writing i guess it's just kind of what weighs heavy on my mind that day so like if it's a political song like that'll probably just be something that comes about naturally it just kind of flows out or if it's I'm like, I hear a beautiful melody in my head, and I'm like, man, I, I know I can make a hook. I know I could do something fire to this. Then that's just kind of where it takes me. But the creation process is always, it's always a little different for me. Um, I never really have a set, um, I would say, formula. It just kind of comes out. Here's something I'm always curious about, especially with MCs, is um, during your process, do you just... So like off when you're living, do you just write bars and then once you get beats, you see what can fit to where? Or do you have to start with a beat first yeah. to inspire the bars to yeah. write to I, it? I used to kind of have to have a beat, but now I can just kind of pull my phone out and get going. Just kind of whatever inspires me at that moment. But yeah. And I guess that would kind of, that's kind of interesting because then you can kind of take what you wrote and then put wordplay into it because yeah. so you can match with the beat and everything like yeah. that. So that's kind of cool. That's interesting. Um, with Foul, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, me and Foul have been working on this album for like a year and some change. And, and basically, how we did this, he would just kind of cook the beat. He probably wouldn't even really send it to me. Like, I would have to go to the studio to get the beat. So, a lot of the times, I would just write to other beats, or like you said, just kind of write out of thin air and then made it happen. So, that was that was kind of a good practice for me, actually, because I've never really wrote that way before. But being introduced to him, that kind of really. How is it for you, E? Because do you, do you need a beat in order to write something to or are you just writing constantly and then figuring out what you can do? It really depends on my mood for the day, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, how I make music was is a lot of times, like, if I hear a beat, it'll bring something out of me, and I'm like, okay, this is the direction I want to kind of go when, like, you know, writing style. Other days, if I'm just, like, in a fuck it mood, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just, like, write something, like, because I drive a lot for my job, so I'm always, like, rapping in my head, and then I'm, like, if I'm at, like, a... Allegedly, if I'm like at a stoplight or something, because I know it's legal now, you pull out your phone like, oh, let me write this bar down real quick so I don't forget that. I yeah, allegedly like do that. that as well. <laughs> and I know like him too, like he'll like even just because, you know, you can find all kinds of instrumentals on YouTube. He'll mm. just find, he'll just pull those up for inspiration and write something like, no, like I want this to be like a jazzy type song. So he'll just find like a jazzy beat just to start something yeah. off with, you know, yeah. that and then like, I was like, all right, cool. Let's make something like take this kind of similar format and like make my own thing with it and kind of like use that as like a base. So, yeah. so oh, like, I had to check some of your music out. Oh uh, yeah, man. Music. Yeah. I've been around for a while. How long you been at it? Uh, interview. 
food uh 2010 ish 11 stuff like that like on and off a few projects in uh neil and i like i i mean i love making music don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but i really love having this platform too because i can talk to other creatives and kind of like fill that out absolutely but yeah i mean i had a great show run for a while i've been doing a lot of shit so it's funny you you mentioned right in the beginning when you're introducing yourself that you know you grew up on like stevie and cameo and stuff like that it's funny that you mentioned cameo because yesterday i was on instagram and you know how like a lot of the pod there's podcasts now that will like break down the writing or recording process of like one specific song they'll be like this is what they sampled this is how they did this this is that Mm. well they were breaking down i forget the name of the podcast that was doing this but they were breaking down outcasts miss jackson oh i seen that and they were talking about how the bass line is from cameo and they and then they inverted some drum sounds on there when they reverse it it gives that you know yeah that that real cool like yeah it's really sweet how they do that i thought that i always love learning the like the the samples and stuff like that because me and him are so i really think it's like a true art form is sampling Sampling, and if you're really good at it and like it really bridges the generational gaps and like i've found out about so many old songs through the sample Mm. on a hip-hop song you know what i mean and then gone back and done my homework one of my favorite sample stories is uh rick james because Rick James hated hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick, like I, don't know, I know you know this story. Yeah, yeah. We watch. Have you watched that Rick James documentary? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, dude, so there's a story about like he just hated sample. Like I like I don't want anybody using my music and things like that. Yeah. Like and he just did not like rap or hip hop or anything. But he was also going broke at the time too. Like he, you know, he spent all his money 70s, 80s on drugs and <laughs> shit like that. Then MC Hammer came out with Can't Touch This, which you know is a super, super freak flip. Mm-hmm. And then he so like he found out, wait, how much money can I make off royalties off this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> Sample it again. <laughs> I got some other stuff, too. Oh, and people have sampled that song yeah. all over the place. Oh, for yeah. sure. No. I think they've even sampled, I think people have even sampled him saying cocaine's a hell of a drug from oh, Dave sure. I guarantee, show. Sure. I guarantee there is EDM out there. Oh, there's definitely. artists that oh, have that drop. Boom, 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 boom. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Boom, 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 boom. So I, so bringing it back to your music a bit here, um, I had mentioned in the beginning, obviously, that you're an MC, but he's Jalen's also a kind of a triple threat for people who are listening that Appreciate are that. new to him. I mean, he can sing well too, and he's been he was telling me he's got songs coming out where he's done all the production work as well on that. So was was there? Did you always know that you had kind of like a good singing voice, or was that something that you just like worked on? Like I want to be able to do this for my yeah. own music, so. Um. That's funny. I remember, like, because when I was a kid, like, my family was obsessed with, like, The Temptations. Uh-huh. Nice. And I wanted to be Eddie Kendrick so bad. <laughs> He's so, the best, dude. Like, anytime we had family get-togethers or anything, I had to sing. I had to sing. And if they didn't let me sing, then I would start whining and crying. Or whatever. <laughs> so I think, I think I've always had maybe just a solid voice, like, a, maybe a good tone. But I didn't really think I was going to be able to sing on wax, I guess. But and we, we we talked about this privately before the podcast. I think that's going to be such a giant benefit to you as because there it's not really stated enough mm-hmm. when people talk about hip hop tracks, how hard it is to craft a hook. Yeah. You know, it, yep. it seems yeah. like it's it might be the form, simplest man. part of the song, but it's not. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like easy to forget forgotten. It's for crazy, sure. man. And like that can like to be able to do your own is a huge benefit to you. Like I know like certain artists that I love that have always been good at it. Like even not even singers like styles. P's always been real good about mm-hmm. being able to write his own hooks and, and sing his own hooks and stuff. And I think that's just going to be 
a benefit because you're not going to have to go out and find an R&B singer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You can just do it yourself. I mean, a friend cool of ours to have that. Don't get me wrong. It is cool yeah. to like always collab with oh, stuff for sure, like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, to actually be like, all right, I don't really need you on this, but I really want you to like add like something that I'm, you know, that mm-hmm. I might not have that sauce that right. you do. So, yeah. And if you yeah. did want to bring in an R&B person or someone else that you wanted to collaborate with, at least you have yourself as the reference track. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. you know, sure. write it and sing it yourself before you put someone else on it. So I think that's pretty cool as well to be able to do like yeah. i think one of my uh stories which uh you ever like what was the tyler crater song on flower boy it was like i ain't got time he wanted kanye to say that that i ain't got time oh yeah for you niggas he was like because i like kanye has that personality i didn't want to do that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's when you say that i can actually yeah I, it sounds like a kanye yeah. kind of a draw when you say that i ain't got time uh, yeah well, i love that album though by the way flower oh, boy. Great album, man flower it's boy. great that's when i really like we talk about tyler on here quite a bit that's when I like he's been on him from the beginning. I didn't really like really get into his music until Flower Boy. I was yeah. like, all right, now this is kind of some shit that I'm interested in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a noted odd future stand. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is crazy, yeah. though. Like we talk about like the um, the ability to be unique in hip hop because there's so many people that take the easy route that go, you know, this sound is popular on the radio right now. So let me make some shit that sounds like mm-hmm. this. But I think it just. Nine times out of ten, if you just stick to your guns and believe that what you're doing is what's going to make it, it works out for you because that's the people that really rise to the top. Like, people were not fucking with Odd Future, like, as far as marketing-wise and, like, a, on a grand scale I mean, can when you it first bl- came up. Can you blame them? No, for sure. <laughs> like, but, I mean, they yeah, stuck yeah. to their thing, and yeah. they just got better at it and better at it. Yeah. They kept their collective, and it was a very much like a rollout in the same way that Wu-Tang was, you know yeah. what I mean? You had a huge collective of people, but they were all so easy to market as solo artists. I get, too. I get so much shit for saying like, that's like the millennial version of Wu-Tang. It I is. It, yeah. is. It, it is. It really is. It really though. is. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. I remember being like, uh, it was a 10th grade year. I was in the, like in science class watching um, the Earl video. And he's like peeling his fingernails off. Yep. I'm like, yo, what? Dude, what shock, so we did a whole episode like, on shock value. Yeah, yeah we, we were okay. talking about that where, aspect. Where Tyler yeah. was eating the cockroach yeah. and stuff, and I'm on the like, video. What's going on? <laughs> but and going, I mean, look at him now. He's like, you know, one of the front runners of like, you know, this new generation of of people that not, are bubbling up. Not really. He's not new, even a I new guess, generation, but, but like, like that whole blog era. He's like definitely like he's in that conversation with like the Drakes and the and the uh, J. Coles and for sure. He, I mean, like time that. wise, he came out around the same time as Kendrick Cole and all them. But as like, far as like, I feel like he t- popped like what would be a generation later, almost in a way. Like yeah, the way Flower he, Boy the way like, like young generation Gen Z people respond to Tyler stuff now is pretty wild. Yeah. Like he's he's got it. I mean, festivals, all kinds of crap. I do want to bring it back to a point you said about really kind of sticking like to you like what you know and like what you want to make. This is what I like about your music a lot. So you give me it like it's very like kind of like that raw kind of grittiness. It almost mm. kind of sounds like some like Griselda shit to yeah. me in a way. I don't know if that's what you're going for, but I've that's been, like I've been hearing that it, a lot lately. That it, or like very alchemist or like mm. Conductor Jones type production you use is very jazzy. It's very and it fits your voice a lot. Like mm. like the way you're able to like kind of like ride a cadence is super dope. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. and Appreciate I'm I, like I'm not like trying to like gas you up or anything. This is actually just how I feel. Like mm. I've went through like the three projects that I saw on streaming. And I just think that, yeah, keep on that lane, man. Like it's, it's definitely fitting. And then the fact that you can actually sing to and do your own hooks is beautiful. I also very much appreciate, and this is something like that's flipped in me since I quit drinking. Like I, before I enjoyed more party, I, I always wanted stuff with a deeper meaning, especially when it came to hip hop, because like 
I feel like what you're saying is like such a huge part of being an MC. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I quit drinking, I like, I could not care less about like party music at all anymore. Yeah. So like, I like that you have stuff that's actually very lyrical and like deep with some extra meaning to it, because that's the kind of stuff that I want now, you know, like, yeah. and I, I feel like the, the party records are cool or whatever, but like, People can play themselves out with them too. It's like a very, I stopped listening for everything. Like Wiz yeah. Khalifa's been making the same song for fifteen years now, right? Like, and I, I'm not a Wiz hater. I loved yeah. Wiz when he first came out, but it's like his style and his lyrics, none of that's progressed. So to your to point, me. and and we can use the the same thing I was I said to him. I can I can use for that same like uh, logic. If you're gonna have your target demographic that's gonna buy your album every single time, why switch it up? I mean, that's, that's true. Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. point. If you, if you want like to care, yeah. like Kid Cudi has been making, has been depressed my whole like <laughs> yeah, that's his, <laughs> his whole run. Kid Cudi's <laughs> going on tour with the Chili Peppers, by the way. I is just he? That is that. A, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Chili Peppers are taking Kid Cudi. That's oh, who else huge. are they that's taking? Interesting. Opener? There was like three big opening acts that the Kid Cudi or that the Chili Peppers are taking. They, they've the been doing that lately. They had Thundercat last tour and yep. they had ASAP Rocky before that. Yeah, yeah they did. Like a, yeah, which ASAP Rocky oh. and, and Red Hot Chili Peppers is a very interesting combination. They have one guy that's going on tour with them that's kind of like in the vein of like a Playboy Cardi, like he's like an alternative rap type of shit. Like they said, it's almost like more metal rap, almost like it's really intense is and abrasive. It, Horror or whatever? No, no, I wouldn't no. Be. he ain't big enough. Um, I like his music though. I gotta look that up. I'm, I'm gonna hear bringing, bringing the genres together though. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that was cool. Like, like Chili Peppers do a good job of like, um, they like harnessing like the new generations of talent and bringing those kind of people on the road. I always them. liked those collab tours, like when Lord tour with Run the Jewels. That was that cool was an too. Interesting yeah, one, that or Billie Eilish tour with Denzel Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but I know a few people that saw the Janet Jackson tour, and Ludacris opened the Janet Jackson tour, and there were like both of my friends that like you know were casual Luda friends or fans were like, man. He was so good opening for Janet, and it was just like hit after hit after hit after hit. I forgot how many hits that man nah, has. Luda, Luda got him. <laughs> His catalog. You know is he's crazy. at uh he's doing uh Electric Force this year. I saw that. Yeah. I that, that makes me <laughs> kind of want to go back. Force, man. Wow. I haven't been in the last like three years. I used to go every last single year, year. Was the first time and only time I ever went, and it was probably the weakest lineup. But I got to see some dope like sh- there's this guy uh. Mobley that I saw that was probably one not of the Moby, cr- not Mo, not Moby, not not the techno dude. Mobley, Mobley, yeah, he is super dope. Like God, he was familiar. making beats out of like the crowd. Like he had this like sensor thing, oh, that's hard. and like you had the crowd to hold it, and he was like literally just making a beat on the spot out of touching like the crowd's hand or whatever. Like oh, that was holding nuts. it. That and he was like playing guitar. He's playing drums. He was singing. He was. This dude is like a one-stop shop. Like it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I reached out to him on Instagram, and he actually recognized me because I was because it wasn't that not many people going on. I think there was like a bigger uh, DJ act going on, like next, like the other like bigger stage. So it was me, my boy that I was with, and then maybe like fifteen other people in the crowd for that show. He goes, "Yo, I appreciate you in the front row, bro." I'm like, "Dog, anytime next time you have a Detroit stop, I'm there." <laughs> Follow me on Instagram after that. I'm like, "Oh, that's yeah. sweet." Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know what would be a good act for an electric forest as far as hip hop goes? Who? Baby Keem. Yes. That would be yes. phenomenal. And I heard that. Are you guys familiar with the electronic artist Fred again? 
Yes. So I guess Baby Keem just put out a brand new song with him. I haven't heard it yet, but I just read that on my phone today. I was like, ooh, I got to get around to checking that out. Did you, speaking of Baby Keem, any of the one of you see the movie? I watched it last night. No, wait, what? So he has an Amazon, like, short movie called called The Melodic Blue. Oh, I didn't even. It's like 20 minutes. Okay. You can, like, crush it. It's cool. It's it's super visually, like, super dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check that out. Me too, man. When we saw him um, open for Kendrick, it was like so clear to me that this guy's ready. Like, yeah. I'm like, this guy is not an opening act. Like, he is like the next Kendrick. He, the, I'm, I'm really the excited to see what Kendrick. he does next. He broke St. Andrews. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. The floor he broke the floor of St. Andrews. <laughs> yeah. And him and Kendrick, when they when Kendrick brought him back out to do the songs that they have together, Family Ties and all that I love shit, how like they Range told, Brothers, like dude, how they crazy. even tied that in. He goes like for, for like they had Mr. Morale for this time, like for you know the time in your life that you have been, you know, you haven't really done anything for your family up until now. And then Baby Keem just comes mm. out of nowhere and just fucking they do a Family Ties for sure. Oh, my, my boy played that shit at his wedding. Did he really? Yeah, no, he's like, no, this got a ride. <laughs> this is awesome. Because we, we're big fans of like the TDE and stuff. So he he ran some Soul, some Kendrick. Yeah, it was that was that was dope. So I want to get back into your music a little bit. Um, I obviously played the newest single, but um, tell us a little bit about the because this also came out this year, the God Bless My Chalice EP, yeah. and what that uh, process was like for you. Man, um, I've. I've kind of had a bad habit of taking a lot of time off, like in between projects. Like, I dropped Expressions of the Neglected in 2020 and didn't really follow up until a couple years later. So, this, that was just cool. Like, I just wanted to stay fresh, keep my pen right, keep writing. So, I went and found a few beats and Foul Mouth got a couple beats on there. A couple tracks we had for our album, but we just kind of decided to be cool to get out. So, we did that. yeah, and this that just came together really quick, man. Quick little EP. Um, I think when it when I start really locking on something, I'm able to kind of get through it pretty quick. So it didn't take too much time, but I think EPs are a great move for people that are like, especially that are like uh, getting their foot in the door and stuff like that, because you don't have to worry super much about like it being a full length yeah. album and the you know what order I'm going to do everything in. You can just get like a few four or five songs out real quick and get, you know, yeah. tied people over with and some music like, to listen to. I'm always super conceptual too. So I'm like, all right, this has to go after this. Yeah. Uh, you're okay. So you follow the formats of like, okay, you want to tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. I'm, I'm really big on that. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> yeah, this, this year I hope to, well, 2024, I hope to get at least four new projects out. We got two that are kind of in the tuck getting ready to go. So I'm just excited to push that out for real. Well, let's take a quick pause real quick and play one of them off of here. Um, and if you don't mind, I was going to play Scenic Root because yeah, that song is legit. I listened to this EP twice the other day at work, and that was one of my favorites on there. So yeah, I love performing this song. Do you? It's, it's one of my favorites. Off oh, that's nice because I like it sounds so good. Um, here's a little bit of scenic root from God bless my chalice EP that you can get anywhere right now streaming on all platforms, uh, or I'm sure you can go purchase it, which would be even more beneficial to Jalen over here. Mm-hmm. I say, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got the band camp set up. Yeah, I just got the band camp. Uh, I just yeah. got it set up like two weeks ago. Actually, Hell yeah. So. Band camp is dope too, because they do those band camp Fridays mm-hmm. where all the royalties go to the artists. Okay. Like they'll yeah, do yeah, like yeah. certain Fridays where it's like, all right, this band camp Friday where you get all the money. They don't yeah, take anything. Dope. So, um, but here's a little bit of scenic route for you guys.
living a different type of lifestyle. Niggas do the most and can't remotely catch up with the kid. Thinking about, like, I know I can flip a quarter until they put the knife in your back, like, rich poured it down. I know that these niggas don't write. If it come down to it, I can't attest to it, but that's how they see the mic right. I don't want issues, but if it's an issue, then we make sure that it get right. Uh. Asking how it feel to be illuminated, kicking in with angels that fell from grace because they've been forsaken. Niggas turn to demons because they live in anguish. Dominate, bless my chalice. European clothing like the point guard on the Mavericks. Damn. Now I really got to talk my shit because they done broke us down to the cartilage. Would've thought that Huey P authored this. Gonna watch a real nigga market this. Would've thought that Malcolm had authored this. Last night I took a ride through my city Took a look around and ain't nobody here Last night I took a ride through my city Driving slow, the lock will catch a body here Last night I seen a sight that wasn't pretty I won't ride unless it's got the clock in it Last night I took a ride through my city Don't you ever try to pull they car Visions of living Victorious amongst the wicked I can never sit and picture playing a victim 28 now, my niggas kicking the wisdom Kicking in the dough, they lucky the foe missed them Pyrex dreams for niggas wanna see riches I've been that niggas since adolescence, fuck your brethren Cause all of my niggas stepping up, they want the smoke I'ma bring it to them, losing so for fools Got materialistic, get you hit with vicious biscuits Knock you off the block and all your niggas snatch your riches Pull the pistol on the pessimistic This the type of shit that I've been living This the type of shit you knew was written This the type of shit I'm spitting vivid Damn now I really got to talk my shit Cause they done broke us down to the cartilage Would've thought that Huey P authored this Go and watch a real nigga market this Would've thought that Malcolm had authored this This was the track This was the track I wanted to talk about actually Yeah, this thing's so crazy, isn't you it? you hit this like Cause I, like most of the music I heard from you was like kind of like that slower like vibe where you just ride mm-hmm. and then you hit that choppy shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I was not expecting that. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. That's something I appreciate so yeah. much. I love when someone f- switches up the cadence like a couple different times, like and there's tempo changes and shit in it. Like I'm a big fan off top of like um, hip hop beats that lean into jazz influence. Mm-hmm. And that song's got that in it. Shout I love the, 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 the same. I don't even know yeah, what the yeah. sample is in there, but it, it like. The way it hits, like it always hits at the perfect time, like yeah. right when you're ending a bar, like that Appreciate goes that. off. Are you, so. Did you did you make that beat? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. That was produced by a kid. I want to say he's in Buffalo. Uh, his name is Graf. Super dope. Okay, I know. Awesome. Him, I know of Griselda esque I know of Graf. Why do I know of Graf? I feel like Andy. Might, sound, I think Andy might have. That name does sound familiar. I feel like Andy yeah. might have done an interview with him from Midwestern Gentleman or something. That sounds so familiar to me. I don't yeah, know, he's, but he's fire though for sure. Yeah, that sounds great. That's like yeah. a really, really nice beat. When it comes to like deciding on like what cadence I want to use, I'm really just trying to like find a dope balance. Like I don't want to come out and be like, oh, you know, kind of like do gimmicky stuff where I'm just like rapping fast the whole time. Kind of just want to trying to find a good balance in between. That's totally smart to me because I feel like a lot of people, especially when they're first getting into it. They lean into that. They're like, well, let me see how fast I can rap because yeah, this is going to yeah. impress some people. I but mean, you're like, you're sacrificing 
what the songs sound like yeah. just so you can yeah. prove like something the to sonics somebody. Of like the you song, still want to be able to listen to this shit. The sonics <laughs> of the song are just as important to what you're saying. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you're actually enunciating, you're not clear, things yeah. like that. I mean, there's people who perfected that. Don't get me wrong. You got your Tech 9, you got your Twista, you got your Buster Rhymes. But even with like them, that, they'll do like, out, but they'll still yeah. do it in a way where like... It gives you time to digest because, like, they'll and they'll do bursts of it, or yeah, like, right. you know what I mean. And those guys, those they're they're world class at that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's a little different. Like, I was listening to Twister the other day, and you, it's it's, it's so nice. crazy. It's, it's nice. so crazy when you listen to Twister. I just saw the most obscene scene video of Twister rapping along oh, over the gunshots. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> he was rapping oh, over the machine yeah. gun. Did you see that? <laughs> you see that? <laughs> no, it was so. No, crazy. he was he was doing overnight celebrity over like, uh, like AR fifty. Or yeah, some the shit. guy was doing the beat with the <laughs> AR-15s. It was <laughs> man. Twister, like the, the dope thing about him is like, <clears throat> even on like the R&B record, he's gonna come in and give you yep. the yep. seventy-two. <laughs> I mean, he's the reason why "Slow Jam" by Kanye was so tight. Like yeah. that that song was amazing and twisted. Yeah. And "Overnight Celebrity," man, that song still when I hear it now, I'm like, still Kanye bangs. smashed it on that beat. Still too. That beat is so good. Violinist. <laughs> what yeah. happened to the violinist? Is she like she was in like so yeah, many remember, videos yeah, from like the early two thousands? Like she was kind of a thing for a minute. I kind of I don't remember the name of that artist. Do you? Not offhand. I, I don't. I can't remember. And I knew the sample at one point too. Probably that fact that was. check that one. And Wait. I can't remember that at, at the current moment. It's either, like her and then the chick that was the, the girl that was in the Missy Elliott videos, which I know oh, she's the, still the doing stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she still yeah. does stuff. I think Missy might have brought her out at like a Allison Stoner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, there we yeah. go. That's funny. Well, anyways, I think this would probably be a good time to switch on into our segment that we call something old, something new on this podcast where each episode we talk about something that just came out that we're really into, and then obviously something that's been out for more than you know a couple years or something like that. And actually, the new doesn't have to be brand new. It could be something that's brand new to you that yeah. you're just putting put onto that yeah. you're really into. Um, but, E-Man, do you want me to go first with something? Kick it off, you, my you friend. Kick to? it off. All right. Oh, you are making my editing job Dude, so hard. Dude, it's this <laughs> stand. The stand keeps falling uh, over. fighting back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, the reason I chose what I chose um, this week is because I'm currently listening to Black Thought's memoir on uh, Audible, Black Thought from the Roots. Oh, yeah. Um, that popped up. Me too. Yeah, he just wrote, wrote a book, and it's so good, man. And I feel like... I really, really enjoy listening to memoirs, especially from rappers, because I feel like it gives me more of an insight into like how they write, how they record, what inspired them to write and record. And he's got a crazy story, man. Like his upbringing in South Philly is really wild. Um, so that kind of brought me back to Illadelph Half Life, which is my favorite Roots album. It's their third studio album, um, released on September twenty fourth in nineteen ninety six. It featured, it says, more broad, more of a broad sound than their previous two works. And the album contains integration of program drums and guest contributions um, from different R&B singers. D'Angelo was on it, David Murray, Steve Coleman, Cassandra Wilson, um, amongst others. But, um, man, for, for whatever reason, Quest loves live drumming. And then Black Thought's bars are just like... The way the combination of those two together sound to me is like something that's so unreal. And like it makes more sense why they're so in tune with each other now after listening to most of Black Thought's book, 
because they met in elementary school yeah, that's and they've been like really close friends. Like he was like, that's not only like my bandmate, that's like my brother, like, like chosen family that I've been hanging out with my entire life. And we are still that close to this day. That's <laughs> my, yeah. my introduction to the roots was actually the tipping point. Okay. One of my favorite albums. And they have a song on there with black thought, just going the fuck off called web. Yeah. Where it's just literally four minutes. It's just literally just quest love on the drums. And then, uh, Black Thought just rapping for like four minutes straight. I love that. And it's like one of my favorite songs. It's probably one of my favorite songs, period. It's like, yeah, it, it's really awesome listening to his book too because like even the way he describes his life is like, he's got such a poetic way of saying everything. And I'm like, man, this guy's just such a genius. Yeah. You know how much brain power it takes to rap for four minutes straight? Oh my God, <laughs> man. It's crazy. And like he did that, he said on Jimmy Fallon, I mean, I don't know if it's 100% true or not, but he said that 10 minute freestyle he did on Flex, he said that was completely off the tip of his head. That I mean, so he didn't tracks. write any of that. Like you got these. I mean, these guys <laughs> like that have. Black Thought is probably one of the best like technical rappers of all time. Yeah. Like as far as like who can actually put together some bars, who can actually oh hey what's up Mark? So actually put together like us like a pattern, everything like that is genius it like really flat is out genius level and like sometimes like you'll see some people do it off the top but the bars are never like that great like what he was saying in that flex freestyle is like thought like i don't understand i can't can like, imagine going somewhere and i haven't written ready i can't even under, I, I don't understand how right that's how i feel about it but yeah so that's why i chose Elf half-life um if you're unfamiliar with that album you should go back and do your homework because it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, E-Man, what you got? So I went crate digging a couple days ago. Oh, nice. Right? Where'd you go? Uh, I went to UHF Records in uh, Royal Oak. Shout out to them. I don't They're, think I've been there. Oh, dude, I love that store. Nice. That store is fire. Um, one of my favorite R&B artists of all time, and because I love him for his music and I love him for South Park, but <laughs> Isaac Hayes. He's like one of my favorite people. Like Shaft soundtrack, everything like that. But I decided to go with Hot Buttered Soul. Okay. Which was his second studio album. Get this. It's a 40-minute album, but it's only four songs. Yeah, huh. that's crazy. Because like one song I think is 18 minutes, and then like Walk On By, which is probably one of the most sampled man, tracks yeah, in hip-hop, yeah. Walk it's on 12 by, so minutes like, long. Walk On By. Yeah, uh, I like that Dude, one. Dude, so yeah, uh, produced by Al Bell with Alan Jones and Marvel Thomas. This record was tracked and engineered by Terry Manning at Arctic Studio and location of National Street in Memphis. I absolutely enjoy, like, Isaac Soul has probably one of the most, like, buttery voices of all time, where it's just, like, yeah. you know, it's just, mm-hmm. like, hard warm and, like, it's, it's sure. really, really hard. Him and Barry White just have, like, that, like, vocal range where it's just so like that baritone style to yeah. it yeah man. you know what i didn't know about barry white until yeah. this week he he was writing and producing all his shit too he did all the production work for all his music too didn't know that That's i didn't actually know that impressive. either <laughs> i <laughs> yeah. actually really didn't know that yeah i didn't either so a little bit of background about it i'm just pulling from uh from the web here Hayes' 1968 solo album, presenting isaac hayes was a poor seller for the record label when he was at uh stacks records uh and he was about to actually return to his behind-the-scenes role as just like an in-studio producer and then split his black catalog with Atlantic Records. They decided to give him one more shot with this guy, and it actually was a pretty big success, it looks like. So I wonder what <laughs> – sorry, I came right in the middle of a drink. <laughs> I wonder uh, what he made more money off of, South Park or his music career? Or, <laughs> no, it's or- Shaft. 
But or Sh- shaft. shaft, that's true. Yeah. He did or do the shaft flow. That's flow. true. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I wasn't none of that dirt weed. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Hustle and Flow is a really good movie. Classic. Hustle, it's classic. Oh my god, Three Six Mafia won an Oscar off of that movie. I they was, sure <laughs> did. I was just seeing Terrence Howard talking about it. He said he made like fifteen thousand for that movie, and then all the. The recording rights are actually in the name DJ and not Terrence Howard. Yeah, oh. all of the, yeah I all read the about that. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, I wrote this. I think he wrote it too, didn't he? He like wrote it, performed it, and he's like, I get no royalties no, from that song. No, he. And that Three Six Mafia like, wrote that. Wrote wrote those songs. Did they? He performed it. He performed yeah. the hell out of them. Though. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah. <laughs> it's still crazy to me that Three Six Mafia, out of all the rap groups, have a fucking Oscar. Him and Eminem. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and what's dope about them is Juicy Juicy J was saying they they own 100 percent of their publishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anytime that the slob of my album get reworked and I swear to God, that's, th- they're probably I, up there I with most sampled things too. They there. get sampled more than anyone that I've ever heard in, in hip hop. Like. Oh. Nicki Minaj stays on their shit. Like every time she drops a new single, I swear it's got some kind of little piece of Three Six Mafia in it. I like it. they for for as grimy and hardcore as their lyrics always were, their production style gets put into everything. everything. It's so wild everything. to me. Juicy, I mean, he really like you don't really get him enough credit as a producer. I don't think like as far as like one of the greats goes, and he really is. He's one of them Juicy. dudes. Oh yeah, it was even just how he was able to kind of like reinvent himself. And what was what year was that? Like 2012, 13? No, mm-hmm. Hustle and Flow? No, the, no, no. The bands Juicy and Maker Dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all that. yeah he got yeah. with Wiz Khalifa, signed with Taylor Gang, and it was. People thought he a was whole a new other, artist. It, it was straight up, so, man. It was. About that, you know, like when they list the credits and stuff like that, going back to when you're talking about like DJ instead of Terrence Howard. Yeah. You know, like that the whole thing about Drake not having the one number, like uh, he was. Po- he, Almost beat Michael Jackson. He probably will now, but like he almost beat Michael Jackson by like most number one hits. Do we know the song that didn't count? Huh. Sicko mode. Really? Oh, because it's he, Travis Scott's. Because it was uncredited. Oh, <laughs> it was uncredited. It was uncredited. Was it a secret feature. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So that was the number that's one. Wild. Song. Yeah. So I mean, first person shooter's probably gonna beat. If you've seen that video, by the way, it's that video is nuts, they and put, I feel like it's a shot at they broke like the budget that on that thing. one. Yeah. That's that's why. Because he ended it like with the Michael Jackson glove and all that shit yeah. too. So I forget the. I, I don't, this just reminded me of it. I forget the actor's name that sang the song, but um, you know the Lion King. I just can't wait to be king. Oh, um, uh, oh, my man from, from Smart Guy. Smart, yeah, yeah, from Smart yeah, Guy. Yeah. 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 So that guy, he he just did an interview recently, or he maybe was at a podcast where he said he still gets plaques from that song. Yeah. The song just went diamond, and he that's just nice. got like a diamond plaque from it. I'm like, that's His insane. mom's like, biz- business acumen on that part was amazing because she turned Brilliant. down the original payout they were trying to give him, and he was like, and they kind of worked the deal for royalties, so he's still getting paid. He was, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, the only song I remember from off the top of my head was uh, the, the Chingy song. One Call Away. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's that, Tyrese? No, that was the same guy. Was it? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him on something recently, too, an, an acting role. He was on um, The Shy. The Shy. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah, on The Shy. Yeah, yep. The Shy. Um, so that one's pretty good, too. But, uh, yeah, anyways, I guess we'll go over to what you got. Are you listening to anything uh, old school or anything? I kind of just sprung this on you yeah, last old, minute. So, um, <laughs> Honestly, uh, let's see what I'm riding to. Um, y'all familiar with Mick Jenkins? It ain't like yes. old, but I yes. still ride to the waters. Yep, me too, man. That, that always gets put back in rotation once a year at least, at the very minimum. What did what did I just hear him on? I heard him on a feature 
with someone else where he he mentioned he references the waters where he's like i've been telling y'all to drink water for the last eight man. years i got something i can't remember what the bar is but he, he he references it man that album man that album is incredible that's some of the best art i've ever heard in my life I'm same gonna, here i'm not gonna lie i've seen him twice in concert Ooh, i haven't seen him yet two or three times you haven't seen him not yet oh we went and I seen him like for good. the waters toy uh not toy tour at the shelter Oh, that so awesome. that was that was insane. He implemented uh, kind of just like his whole backstory into the show, talking to the crowd like that shit was incredible. He is like one of the most gifted MCs, and I'm surprised that he. I guess maybe because his stuff isn't like your typical like uh, average rap music. He's like he almost like I I always like um, compare him to Gil Scott Heron, and like in the sense that he's just like got such a poetic way of writing mm-hmm. his rhymes. Like everything yeah. is so like well thought out and well intentioned. Yeah. He's, and like, I got a confession to make guys. Hmm. I was very late to the Mick Jenkins party. Were you? Like, <laughs> I was like, we're talking like this year. I got oh, him. No. To Mick Jenkins. Really? I, I knew, who, I always knew who he was, but mm-hmm. I never really did like dove into his catalog. I was going to say, I definitely until, have like, done recently, his, yeah. his albums on our show, like the entirety of I, our show. Yeah. And I've, I've, <laughs> and I've, the songs you played, I've liked, but I've never like deep dive into yeah. his catalog. Like I have like the past like few months. That dude is, Amazing, yeah, man. that's, like, that's yeah. He's, one of, yeah. he's one of those. That ones. smoke break he's got with JID right now, yeah. that, talking that, all that that's jazz. Great. Yeah, it's oh, talking yeah. that jazz is amazing. I got that album memorized yeah. front to back, and even just the new album he dropped is fire. He kind of went, you know, toe to toe with Freddie and yep, and um, Benny. I think Benny. Benny's on it too. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm a giant Mick Jenkins fan. Like, I, I love like my favorite MCs out are usually the guys that like kind of dance around the underground they have like a little mm. bit of like notoriety and mainstream success but most of their stuff is like kept for like the hip-hop heads yeah, and stuff yeah, like that yeah. like your mick jenkins your jid like your sweatshirt people like that, that, that uh, kind of I, I feel I like gotta, uh, idk is another one i gotta do some more research into earl not necessarily like didn't know who he is or whatnot but just as far as his catalog oh dude his yeah he get like his last album was like executive produced by alchemist Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah, okay. it was yeah like, that's the most recent one too. Yeah, no, Arrow, Arrow's music is like some rap songs is great. The one he just dropped, like I noticed, like last his, year, his style is very, it's like it's kind of drowsy. It's yeah, like, he's kind, he's kind of like an MF Doom. Yeah, yeah. he kind of reminds me of an MF Doom. Yeah. Like, For, kinda like a style. Like it's, right. it's I feel like, like if you get it, you really get yeah. it. Because it, it's like a true like hip hop, like bars and like. Really, it's not for the radio. It's not yeah. for like parties. It's just like if you want to listen to some like actual like vibey like hip hop, that's what it is for. He has a lot of like, there's like a tree of rappers that kind of sounds similar to Earl now too, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, you ever heard of Mavi? No. Yeah, no, I know who yeah. Mavi is. Yeah, listen, listen to Let the Sun Talk. Okay. You'll, 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 if you like Earl, you'll Mavi. Know that. Right. You know what? Like it, and it, it's funny because it sounds like it's uh, lazy or it's like it was. A, not a hard verse to craft, but like his Earl's verse on super rich kids by o- Frank ocean yeah. is like, I love yeah. that shit. And it's like very, very slow. You know what like I mean? The, like, yeah. Close your eyes to what we can't imagine. We yeah. are this any, but like, it's like, it rolls <laughs> off so perfectly. And I'm like, man, I love that shit. There's so many different styles like that too. Like another one goes harder than Vince's um, Carter. Like Boldy James is kind of like that in a way, you know, Boldy, Boldy does that kind of yeah. like, Man, more monotone, and he kills everything song, that he puts. The song "Diamond Dallas," this is like that's one of the best verses I've heard in a long time. And Bodie's just like he's not doing nothing like different. He's just like really, just I don't know. It's incredible. Like 
you'll have to listen. They can kind of have yeah. like it's like these people that like these artists that can really pull off like this kind of like lackadaisical yeah. type flow, but it works. Like yeah. Boldy's one of those ones that can do that. Like Big Sean was doing that for a long time in like the early two thousand, like two thousand tens, like when he first came out, and he started like kind of going faster with that. Earl's really good at that. Uh, it, but yeah, man, I mean, it, sometimes you don't really need that extraness. You can yeah. just like, kind of like vibe with the beat and like, it's still sonically like sounds like good. So. Um, and so that's a good, since we're talking about one of like the best MCs, it's a good way to switch into the something new. Um, and you know, for my something old, I had black thought and the roots and I wanted to keep the alien MCs, uh, going here on this one that I picked out for today. So I went with. Uh, Elzai's new album. Oh shit! Which man? It is yeah. Elzai's that Guilty heavy. Simpson feature. So is it, fire by it's, the way. It's yeah. The the album is called Heavy Vibrato. It's Elzai entirely produced by a, a producer named Oh No. And I'm I have to play a little bit of this just because uh, he actually sent me a, I put put a little bit on my Instagram yesterday and he sent me a DM telling me thank you for the support. I was like oh shit. Oh, that's dope. What up? <laughs> So here's a little tiny. I'm just going to play the first verse of Trick Dice from Elzai off this heavy vibrato because it's so fire. Brightly lit torture flamer. Burn your soul slow like ether. Reefer and rice papers. Why catch the vapors if you're not a chiefer? Those who put their money where they chief were pushed out of Mother Earth before Father Time can bury them beneath her. Strapped across, buckled in. I get them buckled, they toss knuckles in the hood. I cruise the high seas, swashbuckling. Try please, niggas know my steeds. The high seas are going downhill. Make sure you buy skis. I paint a picture just as ill as by ski. Yacht what I got's hard to stomach with dry heat. End up in exile. Losers with a sex dial. You bit off more than you can chew. That's true as Dots effect style. I took a thick slice of pie from a quick heist. Looking like I betted on myself. Palm and trick dice. Whew. That was such a monster, yeah, bro. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, he shout was, out to Elzai. He was weaving all through that one. Elzai, that would be our dream to have Elzai in this podcast. I'm just putting it out there yeah, in the universe. Elzai. Yeah, like, manifest that bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> we have gotten some good artists that way that we're, you know, Detroit local natives and stuff. So I'm going to keep it Detroit, man, for my song. For sure. We're going to go Danny Brown, Quaterana. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So. I, Which I, I think is means 40 in Italian, if I'm not mistaken. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because he's forty years yeah. old. That makes it's sense. Supposed to be the follow up to his thirty album, Two Triple X. Got it. Got yes. His podcast yes. is hilarious, bro. Dude, yeah, like the, they're getting shorter. They are getting shorter. <laughs> getting, Honestly, yeah. I hated the Steve-O yeah. episode. I thought I it was know, awful. I, yeah, Steve-O <laughs> went on the whole thing about video games. I'm like, all right, dog. I'm, and Steve-O, like, <laughs> he looked a mess on it. Like, I was like, is he like? Did he? He, he looked he, like he was thinking relapse. Super tired. Well, no, I mean they oh, were talking okay. about sobriety. Right, so two K every episode. 
He's like, I'm going to spend my money on 2K, but <laughs> yeah, 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 he does. <laughs> He's always talking about the Steam Deck and all that shit. No, nah. it's yeah, fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved it. Like my my thing, my favorite part about this podcast is the uh, when they when they do the voicemails. Yeah. Well, not the voicemails, but the uh, the freestyles. Oh yeah, the freestyles. Some of, some of them are like. Cause it, it, he's like he gets so mad when they're good. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I don't I don't like when people send in the freestyles that are just acapellas too. Like I I like to hear it over a beat, man. <laughs> no, he he got something good going with that for sure. He, he really does. does. He, he really should have been doing that a long time. He's so that naturally hilarious. Like no, he doesn't he even is. have to try to be funny. He just is. Some, but yeah, I um I think the last episode was like the loopers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. I love that up. I like actually really like that episode. I'm just mad it was only like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, Danny Brown's album. So, uh, it is pretty solid, man. Like he kind of goes back into because this is like the I think he was not sober while recording this. No, he definitely wasn't. But you could tell it was on his mind for sure. Yeah, like the fact that he had to change his life around. Got it. But did you like the Tantor video was cool? Like I love that fact that he actually reached got Alchemist like to do some production on this one. Uh, I, I'm not going to pull up like the actual stats on it cause it just came out. Yeah. But yeah, just my personal opinion on it. It's, it ranks pretty high on his project list for me. I'm still atrocity exhibition. Like, yeah. Still, that's still my favorite too, but just because it's such a game changer. I do love Jen's terrific vacation on that one. I think that was a second single yep. kind of talks about gentrification yep. and things like that. And like, like last week, this was a crack house, not in Austin or Organic garden. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. I think he, he only had a couple features on that one. Too. Uh, yeah. Bruiser right. Wolf, Casa overall, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Just those two. Uh, and Mike and Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, what I liked about this project was you got a lot more of Daniel than Danny Brown. Dan- like you got like his, like he wasn't using like his high pitched, you know, crazy voice. Mm-hmm. He was doing a lot more of his subdued, like yeah, actual yeah. rapping voice that he used to do a lot of before like triple X and like all those hybrid, days. Like but another project, crazy thing yeah. about this album is one, it's one of the best rap albums of the year. And not only is that, but he's got two of the best rap albums of the year. Scaring Cause scaring the, the hose with JPEG mafia. Is crazy. Scaring like, the hose is in my top three. Like, dude, dude, it's it's amazing. Like that album is such a game. T- I don't. I love those two artists because they are so they dare to be different and like they just yeah. stuck to their guns. And I think it's paid off for them as far just, as like artistic it's integrity. It's definitely goes. different. It's a lot. This project, I think, is going to be a lot. It's a lot deeper than like his other projects because I know even like with the uh, with the earlier projects, not Triple X, but like Atrocity Exhibition and then the one with uh, Q-Tip. Well, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There was still like kind of like those like party tracks a little like on there. This one was like straight up like introspective. I feel like you know what I'm saying yeah, was his, uh, his version of trying to make like his most commercially like uh, palatable kind of album. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he, it was... It wasn't as like out there. It wasn't he as was talking about that. He didn't get to tour it because it came out right as COVID was yeah, happening. Yeah. So he didn't even get to tour that album. What's, yeah, that's true. What's cool about that? Those two is kind of like you hear Danny and how he talks about JPEG. And he's like, kind of like sounds like he was a real big inspiration on him as far as like musically and like wanted to be sober and wanted to make everything from scratch. So did you, that, they're a dope combination. Did, did you see the clip of Denzel Curry and JPEG? That was Mafia hilarious. In the studio? I, I did. Who's this logic? I think he was doing that on purpose. <laughs> oh no, I did see that. I, see that. I, see that. <laughs> I think he was just trying to fuck with him though. Like you could tell Denzel was like, I think he was just trying to do yeah, that on purpose. He was fucking with him. But, uh, uh, but yeah, like I, I really do like that combination a lot. Cause I know JPEG does like all he, he mixes, he does his own production. Yeah, he, up, yeah, he yeah. does every, he's a one-stop shop and his production style is so like out there different. It's like, 
this would never play commercially, and that is absolutely okay. It's almost like garage rock so for hip hop. It's yeah. like garage hip hop. <laughs> the most experimental. It's probably the most pure form of experimental hip hop to me. Yeah, for right. sure. And like he doesn't like the pureness of it. Yeah. Isn't like a like a always have to be like a thing with them. Like they'll muffle some of the mics when they're you know rapping. Like the the EQ will be off on certain things, like, like on purpose, and you're like, "Dude, how you made this work?" But first you did it. heard, uh, what was the, what was the lead single? Lean Beef Patty was, I think, was the lead yeah. single off of that one. I hated that song actually when I first came out because just because of that aspect, yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck is this? I can't hear anything." Yeah, the like the distort, it sounds distorted, yeah. things like that. And then I went back. And I think that was a lead. I think that was the first track on the album. And I looked back and listened to it in the format of it, like, "Oh, the whole album actually kind of fits this." Yeah. And then when you listen to it, it kind of like, "All right, it's supposed to have like this kind of." like gritty like unpolished type feel to it i'm like okay i, I get what they're doing yeah, now. So it's it always dope in retrospect where yeah. things kind of fall into context so you're like okay yeah makes sense now yeah, for sure do you want to play a little bit of the danny or no no <laughs> i think i mean he's pretty much independent he's not like a independent i don't label. i don't i'm not taking that risk for sure um what about new music for you man what's been inspiring mm. you lately new music uh if there is some sometimes people are like I, i've had guests on here be like I don't listen to any new music. Yeah, on the hip hop end, I get really, it. There hasn't really it. been much on the hip hop end. On the R and B side, there's this artist uh, named Elmine. Elmine. Um, yeah, he's unfamiliar. I just found him like a few weeks ago. I guess he's on. I don't know what he's on, but yeah, he's got this these tracks called. It's an EP called "Making My Time," and he's got a song on there called "Someday" that's amazing. Mad at Fire, that's crazy, and then the opening track is crazy as well. So if y'all get some time, I'm definitely gonna start with that because I Who love R and B. Elmine. E L M I N D. It's E L M I E N E. E L M. Oh yeah, I see him. Mad at fire, man. That's 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 one of those. Not hip. I'm about to though. Okay. Um. Any. You know if they're independent or not? Uh, I'm not sure. I but think it's at the bottom. It might say yeah. it's like a partnership. Yeah, with yeah I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just in case. Just well, yeah, so, so, yeah, but like, uh, I'm definitely gonna go home be like Atlantic or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, that was a good round of picks for us. Um, is there anything that you want to promote of your stuff? Yeah, plug, plug socials, yeah, plug so, all this. Um, Instagram X, whatever you got. I'm on there. KFGRB. Probably could just type in Jalen Frazier and find you can. it. Um, yeah, I got I got these uh, Jesus Looks Like Me EP. Y'all should go check that out. Run that up anywhere Thank y'all you. listen. That artwork was crazy, by the way. Appreciate I could it. not Appreciate think of the name it. of it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that, the one you dropped earlier this year, too, yeah, before yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, just anywhere you stream. Uh, I'm on Bandcamp now, so if y'all prefer that, then go check it out on there. Um, yeah, I just got new stuff coming, man. I'm excited to push this out and, and, and feed the art to, to the people. You told me when we were talking in text that um, you said you've got a, some tracks coming out that you produced yourself, right? Yep. yep. So December that, 22nd. I forgot all about it. <laughs> hell yeah. That's yeah. going to be exciting, yeah, So it's man. a two-pack, um, like A and B side type of type of deal. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear that. I, would you want to play some? Sure. Yeah. Can, I'll, uh, let's see. I'll I message it to you. I'm gonna yeah, say airdrop that bad boy. Yeah, or you can it. or you can send it just text oh, yeah. it to me and it'll pop up. Yeah, okay. Banter, 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 banter. Yes, guys. And then soon I guess <laughs> I can this is a nice uh time to say that our good friend Jeffrey Thiele, who has a uh project out uh, as of yesterday, 
Um, we've been talking to him about getting him back on the podcast. Um, so go check out his music. His new music is streaming everywhere right now. Um, the, the title of it is, uh, I'm drawing a blank on that as we speak, but I'll, I'll play some for uh, some more of it for you when we have him on and we'll discuss it more in length. Shout out but, to Jeff Jeffrey, man. Uh, yep. That's me. Okay. Yep. That or you can just text it to me. Either way is. I've texted it in that. Let me see. Sometimes it takes a second to pull yeah, up on mine. My, my service is trash. Yeah, mine gets spotty in different areas too. Should be coming through though. Unless you have an AUX core on there, do you? Uh, no, I think yours is iPhone. The, uh, yeah. yeah. It makes things super difficult with that, uh, dude. It's the dumbest thing ever. I hate. I wish they just had would go back to having the auxiliary cord on everything because it's very annoying. Any way to get extra bucks though? You know, it, oh yeah, how they switched over everything, like yeah. the new iPhone. Yeah. Has. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, you gotta love Apple. I don't think I have the dongle currently on me, so I haven't seen it yet go through. Um, there was a couple other ones, honestly, real quick. With while we're see if that comes through that I wanted to mention that I just listened to the, for the first time. I was unfamiliar with both the artist and the uh, song. Where's my recently played here? Oh, yeah. Um, one of them is called Terror by an artist called Tiana Esperanza. It's like probably the weirdest but most intriguing album I've heard all year. You sent me that it's album. Like a, yeah, yeah, she's this 22-year-old chick. I guess her dad was like a punk rock legend. In like South America, I want to say, and so like a Sisto. It's weird, dude. When you start it off, you think you're listening to some like some Billy Holiday type shit, and then it like goes into like fucking punk rock kind of vibes. Okay, I just got your your thing come through. So I'm gonna explore that more on here and probably play a song for you guys next week. We but. also need to do. Uh, we're gonna plug our recap, like our our end of the year episode. That yeah, I want to do that. I want to. I think so. that should probably be our next episode. Either that or Jeff getting Jeff on. Um, but I, I'm there's a lot of music I want to talk about. Yeah. So, but anyways, here's a little bit of this. Let's see. Got it up. Is do you have a? Is there a name for this one? I think that one is been through. Been through? Okay. Been through or neglected? One of the two. Okay, so to take us out, we'll hear some brand new unreleased music that you're going to hear a little bit of uh, from Jalen here to take us off the podcast. Jalen, we just want to say thank you again for coming, man. Um, Anytime you have any music, please just send it our way. We'll always promote it on the show, play it on the show, talk about it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, man. All right, here's a little bit of that. And we out. Peace. There we go. <laughs> little, little rough start Neglected, that's the name of this one. <laughs> Can't get past your expectations. Niggas never real, you ain't got the patience. If they fall from the face of the heaven, then what's a blessing? Now look you in the eyes, I've been traumatized like seven. Many bodies and caskets, I can't erase the picture. What's normalizing communities? Lack of empathy, unity. Kill a nigga, don't speak on it. 
in the state, it's a race. Can you speed to the place? Got a plate, hey, you wait, cause I'm full on life. Dodging police, you see me kicking when I do no right. Turning left for another nigga trying to pick me off. I got the vest for this type of shit, but don't get me wrong. Every day, I'm closer to my maker. Everything real, no fabricated with makeup. Wanna get inside and break down your mental makeup. Wanna get inside and break down your mental makeup. Tell me, do you know what just happened out your window? Another nigga dead and gone, it ain't shit we can't do though. They didn't want to tell us this. All facts, no embellishing. My people elegant, yeah. They didn't want to tell us this. All facts, no embellishing. My people elegant. Please take your time with me. Cause last time. like me every day try to survive black plight on my psyche why they hope for my demise i can't pick you up if you ain't pitching on the ride cops get the rise kill the niggas like me every day try to survive black plight on my psyche why they hope for my demise i can't pick you up if you ain't pitching on the ride how do you see everything we didn't do but this for me Everything we finna do. How do you see? Everything we didn't do, but this for Beats, Brews, and Point of View is a product of Dream Over Reality Media and sponsored by Arctic Circle Brewing Company.